Welcome to Poolside Podcast. This is episode number 17, and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. In the spirit of holiday shopping and sales with Christmas and Black Friday, I sat down with Laura Berg, the owner and founder of Nourish Sweat Soul, a sustainable athleisure wear brand. Laura takes us through her tragic story of losing everything in the 2013 floods in Calgary and how it completely changed her outlook on consumerism, material belongings, and life in general. She shares what she's learned about running her own business, how she structures her day, and why you have to be your own cheerleader as an entrepreneur. Laura gives small steps that you can take to create a more sustainable life and wardrobe without having to throw everything away that you own. We had a little bit of construction happening while we were recording this, so apologies beforehand for the little bit of extra noise, but let's get right into it. Here is Laura Burke. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm sitting here with Laura from Nourish Sweat Soul. Thanks for sitting down with me. Thanks for having me. Of course. So do you want to start and tell us uh, who you are and what you do? Sure, absolutely. So um, I am a transplant from the West Coast. Um, Los Angeles is home to me. And I uh, moved to Calgary about, uh, oh gosh, over six years ago now. And um when I moved here, I was a student, and I uh, was affected by the flood. My partner and I lost our home in the flood, and we were rebuilding our lives for a couple years, and in that time, I decided to become really conscious about um, clothing and, and shopping and everything about my life. I wanted to be very clean and conscious, so I, when I was struggling with apparel, that is essentially how um, Nurse Sweat Soul was born. It was uh, the name was born in 2016, and it was a little bit different um, a couple years ago. But essentially, the the dream that I had was born um, about a year ago, and it is um, conscious apparel, uh, athleisure focused um, that is made from organic, um, natural, and recycled materials. Cool. So let's. So how did you end up here? What was your like, oh, plan yes. before? So you're in LA. Yeah. I mean, I wish I lived in LA. So now that we're both here. Yes, we're both here. Yeah. So I moved to LA after college. I went to I went to uh, did my undergraduate in San Diego, and I loved life there. I was actually on um, a path to go to law school and get my juris doctorate, um, but I was having some health problems just right out of college and during college too, but really like you're just in fight or flight mode, just trying to survive and when you're away at college and just trying to graduate. So as soon as I graduated, my body just kind of like let go and was like, and I needed to kind of surrender to it. So I decided um, to move to LA and that's what I just told my parents. I'm just gonna move to LA and I had no plan. Um, I told my parents, I'm gonna work in the fitness and health industry and I want to learn more about that and I grew up an athlete I grew up a pretty competitive athlete in two sports I was going to play in college if it wasn't for health reasons um but uh yeah so I up and moved to college or moved to LA and the reason I probably chose LA was when I was in my undergrad my sister was doing her master's in LA and I would visit her in Hollywood and um, I was just very drawn to the city and not for the film industry or the entertainment industry. I was really drawn to wellness. Um, there was just a lot there in, in L.A. There is. Um, and I was moving to L.A. 
January 2010, or I was in the process of moving, like, I made my decision the holidays at the end of 2009 that I wasn't going to go to law school the, the following year, and I decided to move to L.A. That New Year's was when I met my still partner of almost a decade, um, and he, we met in Las Vegas, and he's Canadian, born and raised in Calgary, and I'm obviously born and raised in Southern California, and we um, fell in love and did the long distance thing for a few years, but it was just really hard. So when we, we decided ultimately looking at all of our options, we were very young, still in our early 20s, and it was just going to make the most sense for us that I move here first, and um, because uh, culture shock is a thing, and I felt <laughs> that it, I, hadn't, I hadn't been away from my home in quite a long time, or I had been, um, and uh, Chad was getting into his career, and so was I, but I was in a place where I felt comfortable going back to school and just exploring what life had to offer. <laughs> and how do you feel about Calgary? How do you feel about sitting in the snow oh, right now? Oh, <laughs> well, it's fall again, which is great because it's Thanksgiving for me tomorrow. So I was like, I get really sad if it's not like fall like around my Thanksgiving because I'm like, come on, Calgary, like just give me till December. Um, I, I'm not a good winter person. I'm not good with like eight-hour light days, no, I'm, I'm not great at it whatsoever, um, but I am a night owl, and a lot of my creativity and my work comes out of um, dark hours, which is weird, um, but it, I've been that way for over a decade, so that's just how my body works, um, and I just make sure I break up the time as much as possible with trips back to L.A., but um, I love Calgary for, um, it's a great place to start a business to have side hustles, to be able to still make ends meet and be able to have multiple jobs and work for passion. And, and it makes it very, Calgary makes it very accessible and there's a lot of support. So I love the city for that. I love the community. I always, I, I say often like the food, fitness and fashion community here, I absolutely love and, and everyone's very supportive of, of what I'm trying to do as well. And, and yeah, there's, there's a lot of love just in the city. So I'm, I love it. I love both my homes. I will go back eventually, but I will always have roots here for sure. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So before we get into what Nurse Wessel is right now, in the last year, do you want to start, you kind of mentioned it with the flood. Can you say, tell us the whole journey of getting into natural, organic made clothing? Yes. So after the floods, so the flood happened in 2013, and we did lose everything. It did fill our home. Um, we did have, like, I had packed a couple suitcases for us, but essentially we didn't have, we started with nothing. And um, it's it was, the, the that first year was just chaotic. I mean, we were displaced for about a year. Um, our condo building, the first floor had to be rebuilt, and, and then we invested in renovations and such. So what happened was I was, obviously, I was caught up in post-traumatic stress, um, my, my undergrad is in psychology, so I'm always fascinated with the human mind and human behavior. And, and I, and I knew I needed to focus on, um, my well-being and, and, and nourishing my little family here, which is just Chad and I and now our dog. But, um, it was, it was chaotic and I could not look at, um, personal possessions or anything the same anymore. And it just changes you. It just absolutely changes who you are. You look at the world differently. You look at things differently. So essentially, I started with food. 
I started with um, what I put in my body. Am I getting it locally? Am I getting it? Is it natural? Is it? So that started first, and I actually did do my holistic nutrition degree. I withdrew from my master's degree halfway through to pursue my holistic nutrition degree. So I'm also a holistic nutritionist. So I started there and learned a lot about pollution in the food industry, um, especially agriculture and things like that. So that kind of started my mind around it because being affected by a natural disaster, a lot of things have to go chaotic in mother nature for natural disasters to happen and at that scale. So I just really wanted to delve into self-study and study of, of how these things happen and, and it was part of my healing process. So I went from food then to personal care, cleaning up everything in our home, no toxins and chemicals in our home. Also for obviously for our health, but knowing that it's good for our health, but it's also good for the environment. Um, reducing waste. Um, um, went from that stage to naturally, uh, I started. You want to try to come in here? Yeah, we can try. into or I did um, into clothing was the kind of the next step for me and so I started watching documentaries and the, the fashion revolution itself and that it started in 2013 after a uh, factory collapsed in Bangladesh killing about 1200 people and um, the flood happened around the, the, within a few months so obviously I wasn't in tune to this movement going on in the world until about a couple years later and when I watched there was documentaries that I watched The True Cost, um, River Blue, The Minimalists, um, there's lots of great documentaries and, and books and articles you can read so I really delved into that because there is something something very there's something very um, I'll never forget this for example when 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 we were literally cleaning out the things from our condo after the flood happened and it's what we did was we had to take everything out of the condo and put it in a pile literally so you're literally putting your entire like imagine putting a thousand square feet worth of things in a pile and it was a very tall pile furniture of clothes and i remember the the breaking point for me uh was looking at that pile and just seeing how much, one, how much stuff there was, and it gave me anxiety. And also just, like, almost just becoming numb to it. it. It was the weirdest experience, but it was what broke me at the time of, like, I, I just can't look at things the same way anymore. There is a lot of pollution. Obviously, the fashion industry is one of the top. It, there's been a lot of improvements in the last five years, definitely, with the awareness and and all the advocacy work that's being done for for not just from and from the bottom up so for garment workers for factories all the way to i say from seed to skin right or first from seed to sew to then skin which is us the consumer so i was struggling to find uh clothes i liked that kind of checked my boxes of is it made ethically 
Is it made sustainably? Is it made from eco-friendly materials? Because if I am going to rebuild my closet or my wardrobe, I want to feel good about what I had. And whenever I thought about buying something, I just kind of wasn't, um, I was just taken back by the process that would kind of happen in my mind. Do I need this? Um, you know, is it coming from a place of love or is it come in a place of dignity or is it coming from a place of the opposite? So when I was struggling to find um, active wear, athleisure wear, which is what I live most of my life in, I like to be comfortable and I don't work in the corporate world anymore. So thankfully I don't have to worry about um, slacks and blazers and things like that. Well, I do in a corporate blazer but, and secondhand, but, um, but yeah. That was kind of what clicked in my mind, um, Nurse Wetzel, and that would have, been, would have been probably around 2015 that I just kind of started thinking about it, and, and what would it look like, and I have no background in fashion, I have no background in making clothes, sourcing clothes, so I just started researching, and I started researching for myself, because I wanted to know where to get clothes, and, and of course, like the first, the first instinct was to look in LA, to look at home, um, you know, and see what was there. And there were a lot of options and there weren't as many options up here at the time in Canada. And there are a lot more. There's not specifically maybe in Calgary, like made in Calgary. Um, there's not a, you know, a, I guess a plethora of options, but there's definitely tons of options now. So that's how Nurse Let Soul was dreamed up. The three words, I, I love things in threes. And I remember when I was trying to come up with a name of my of my little company I was dreaming up, I I wanted it to represent my values. And so nourishment, um, active, being active, so that's where sweat came in. And soul is that third part that I personally feel as a yoga teacher and as a nutritionist, people tend to forget about the, the soul part, the self-inquiry the emotional side of ourselves. Um, so it, it finally clicked one day, Nurse Sweat Soul, and uh, I registered the name, and it still took, we were doing, um, in the beginning, just sourcing organic and recycled cotton t-shirts, recycled plastic, just, just t-shirts and tanks made from sustainable materials, and we were printing on them. And um, my boyfriend bought like a little printing kit for us and we were just making them more so for me, but then people started asking about them. So we, we started with um, our tagline was sweatshirt. And it's so funny because um, since I made that, there's have been companies that use that now, which is fine. It's, it's, but because it, it's kind of like, cool, it's spreading, it's spreading um, the love and the lifestyle around. Um, but uh, we don't do printing anymore, but we did do, and we still do, Calgary, which is the um, hippie Calgary. No. <laughs> the plant-based lifestyle, no, not just hippies, but just anyone who, obviously, it's a pun, so um, I thought of it because we have California. There's people that brand California, so we branded Calgary, and we still make that for the Grinning Goat, the vegan shop on 17th Ave. And, um, but I wasn't really passionate about the printing side at all. Um, that was more of like a task we, you know, you have to do if you're making printed apparel, but it wasn't what I was passionate about. I was passionate about obviously more so women's wear, but also multi-purpose pieces, being able to mix and match things, kind of creating like an athleisure or active wear capsule, you could say, 
Um, and, and that, and what was about a year ago, yeah, it was November last year, um, I, I had been laid off my full-time job in the summer. Um, I was teaching um, spin and yoga, um, not full-time per se. I was still doing some projects on the side, but I was just thinking about what was going to be next for me. I was turning 30, so I was having my 30-year-old crisis as well. And I took some time to travel and uh, came back in the fall and uh, decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. I'm going to do it and reached out to my team in L.A. who had been sourcing um, the T-shirts and sweaters from previously. And they were on board and they wanted to help in any way that they could with my, my little dream. And I started the business plan, got it rolling by the end of last year, went to get financing, and it just kind of, boom, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's super exciting. And it's so interesting to just, like, see how it evolves, you know, and, like, what happens in your life and how that evolves where you are today. Um, so your newest collection that you just launched is the Celestial Collection, right? Yes. Um, so... Where did the inspiration for those pieces come from? Because there's no printing. It's all just pieces. Yes. So the, so the, I guess the full evolution of the brand is, is still, still happening. But when I launched the first collection, which is called the essentials in June, um, we had hoped to launch sooner, but that's life and life was happening. I was actually having, um, some health problems again. Uh, late last year and earlier this year, so I needed to focus on my health. But I was able to launch the essentials in June, and that collection um, consisted of uh, sweaters or hoodies, um, high-waisted leggings, uh, a crop bra, a crop tank, and that was kind of my focus, bralettes. Um, and, and there was a focus, obviously, on more like subtle colors. Um, a lot of my inspiration comes from blues and pinks. For whatever reason, and it's so interesting because I wear blue and black and gray mostly, but I love the color pink. And I think that's also just, I've always been a kind of free bird with my head in the sky, my head in the clouds. And um, in both Calgary and LA, we have beautiful, clear skies a lot of the year. So we, there's so much inspiration of color for me in our skies. And because I love our planet and our environment, and I've just grown such a love for it. So that kind of, you know, that started in that first collection, marble. Our marble leggings were really popular, which are pretty much sold out, which was great. And everything is done in small batches. So if I can't produce them again, it won't be right away. Um, but it did really well. There's a great response. And I did go ahead and launch a second collection that's kind of like a limited edition, only like once a, once a year or so batch, which is vegetable dye. The vegetable dye collection is uh, something that is higher price point, so it's not as accessible maybe to more people, but it is as as natural as you can get. All of all of the dyes in any collection are all non-toxic, low impact, and 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 made as and done as sustainably as possible. But um, but yeah, vegetable dye is something really cool. And then this new collection, the Celestial Collection, um, I was obviously still gravitating towards my 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 pink and blue hues. So there is like some return colors and new pieces 
specifically rose or like a mauvey rose color. And I really wanted to bring in obviously warmer pieces. So I wanted to bring in joggers. I love and live in a lot of joggers. If I'm not in leggings, I'm probably in joggers of some sort, but I wanted them to, you know, but there was an option for me to, to get eucalyptus fleece, which was incredible. So this collection, like, um, what's interesting is a eucalyptus fleece, for example, is a closed loop tinsel and it creates this really durable, beautiful, soft fleece. Um, so I focused more on eucalyptus, whereas there was more recycled plastic in the last collection, which recycled plastic is really more, um, I guess, for better for warmer weather, right? It's a, it's a really super breathable, travel friendly, good for like more humid environments. So for the, for the next collection, I did want to bring in some warmer pieces. Um, we have um, a long sleeve organic cotton thermal, which it like keeps you really warm, but it's not super thick. It's a, it's a really wonderful piece and, and definitely a lot more of um, organic cotton spandex. And even the spandex itself is, is toxin and chemical free. It's not, so it feels different when, when women are trying things on, um, we've become very accustomed to compression. We've become very accustomed to how that fit and feels. And when women try on, you know, apparel like Nurse Let Soul, it's different. It's, it's often I'm finding a different experience for women. And even though like this is where we, this is where yoga wear started. This was where active wear started. But we just in the last 10 years just kind of went in a completely different direction and it's it's staggering like the the stats i've read from greenpeace in recent in the past year are that 60 percent of our clothing is made with polyester has polyester in it in the world that means literally plastic has now outnumbered cotton which is like crazy to me um so you Maybe eventually, yeah, they'll be recycled. There's, it's great when companies are recycling polyester and recycling nylon, recycling plastic, because then there's less of that that we have in, have in our environment. But I also always when I have in my mind to just encourage people to support natural organic fibers. So the, the organic cotton, the eucalyptus um, are, are literally, you know, then you have no pesticides and you have no herbicides. And that, that when I'm creating these collections, I mean, I can only do so much with, with what I, you know, with what my resources are and, and, and financially as a small brand and, and an entrepreneur, a small business, like I can only produce in very small batches and can only, and only can have so many colors. So I do really focus on um, colors in the sky and celestial just kind of seemed like a natural fit for this collection because I, when I'm creating the names for everything too, I'm typically like sitting, sitting at a cafe in LA or I'm sitting at a cafe in Calgary and I let it come to me very organically. And I was coming up with a lot of, uh, okay, midnight, um, cloud, cloud gray. Um, and then the new hand dyes in this collection. I, for, for whatever reason, I was like Aurora and Twilight. It just came to me one day and it was, and it was all gravitation towards the sky so the celestial and then celestial actually i came up with at the very end it was it was until probably a couple weeks before the launch and i'm, I'm always just wanted to say it's my new collection 
But then one day I was just looking at all of the names of the of the collection of the pieces and I was like Celestial. And it just happened. So it worked out great. Yeah, and it fits the pieces, like you said, it fits it very well. Like if you were to summarize all the pieces that are there. <laughs> uh, and so what would you say are the biggest challenges of running your own business now that you're fully in it and running it? Oh boy. All the things. Well, I told myself too, and mentors have told me, like, for the first year of your business, do everything so that you know how you want things done, you know, in the future as I grow. So Nurse Sweat Soul is just me, and um, my partner, Chad, is, is, a, is a big help behind the scenes and setting up the markets and setting up the pop-ups, and, and then I, I recruit you know, women for trade for clothes for things like modeling. Um, I have a fantastic uh, photographer, Amy, uh, and uh, and then I have a marketing branding consultant, um, Kaylee, and that's that is the team. Um, and so I still do the social media, um, and I still do the email marketing, and you know, and that kind of stuff is even just still starting. But your schedule becomes, and, I, and I've always been used to not having a consistent schedule. I, I haven't had, a, I've never had a nine to five job when I was working for fitness and yoga companies in LA. I was working like eight hours per se, but it was kind of like I was there 10 to 12 hours and I would take time off to go take classes, to go work out, to go grab lunch, to go. So it was still quite flexible and I love having that lifestyle. So I consider Nurse Sweat Soul to be kind of be my be my full time, but then I still have part time hustles. I have a, a part time hustle as an operations manager. Um, I am a teacher. I'm not currently teaching. Um, there did there did come a time earlier this year that uh, with my health, when I was having health problems, and I was getting ready to launch um, the company or launch my first collection, that it just became too much to be teaching. Um, uh, spin and yoga on top of that so I did take a step back from that but uh, it, it's hard to you are in you don't have a place to be necessarily at 8 a.m. in the morning or 9 a.m. so you have to be uh, the one to take charge of your day and the biggest thing I have found um, with the past year since since having a fully flexible schedule that I um, and, and in a way, in more control, but sometimes not because things come up all the time. Uh, but I do give myself every day three things I want to check off my list. If I get one of those things off my list, beautiful. That list is very long, and it will continue to be long. But I find, and through my mentors and coaches, even my naturopath, is, is I'm a very visual person. So... If I have a board that I'm writing things on, if I have a notebook I can write things in, and then I have my laptop, you know, the digital version of everything, then I can bite it off slowly. But you really have to be adaptable. You have to know that um, you're going to make a ton of mistakes, and that's what the beginning of a business really is. I told myself, hopefully it's only for the first two years that I make all these mistakes with the shipping and with, you know, how I source things and who I get things from and and who I trust with with um, with nurse sweat soul if I'm not with the, the the products itself and 
it's it's a tough. It, it, I think every entrepreneur will will agree that the learning curve is is real, and but you have to be your own cheerleader. And I think what does Elisa say? You're on hype girl, right? Um, you have to be the one at the end of the day to be content to say to to encourage yourself to practice self-care to practice self-love um, otherwise you, you can crumble and I and I have been there in, in phases I always seem to be able to get myself out of those darker days but those but you gotta know that they're gonna be there yeah that was like a bunch of stuff no, that was amazing <laughs> that answered my next question of advice for people starting businesses so oh, yeah that was awesome. um and now the people have listened to this and they're probably looking at the clothes that they're wearing being like, oh shit, it's all polyester or whatever. What yeah. would be your advice for people who like small steps that people small can steps. take who haven't had the unfortunate tragic flood happen? Yes, yes. So what okay. would be your advice for people who want to just make a couple changes awesome. to their lifestyle? Yeah. They, and I thank you for asking because um, I never expect anyone to be on the same level as me. <laughs> when it comes to this stuff. Um, there are many people who will get there or who want to get there or are already there where they're just really, I mean, and there's some people even more extreme than I am. Um, I'm, I, was, I was actually writing a blog recently for, um, um, a, for a brand in Toronto and, they were, and it was the same thing. Can you just give us like some bullet points? And I said, okay, okay. Um, first, look at what is on your tag. So look at the tag on your clothes. Um, what you currently have, there's nothing wrong with it. You have it, use it, wear it. If you don't love it, if you realize when you're going through your closet or your home, this doesn't bring me joy. And yes, you can read books like the Conmarie uh, Spark Joy. I'm going through um, uh, that first book right now, actually myself, and going to a workshop tomorrow night for it. Um, and it's about your whole home, but what you have, if you love it, if it brings you joy, use it, use it till the end of its life. Um, repair things, take the time to love what you have. Um, and if you don't love it responsibly, let go of it, either recycling textiles and there are sources for that. And people can always send me messages if they're like, how do I recycle textiles? And I mean things that can't really be donated or can't go into consignment or vintage shops, right? So consignment is always a great option to let go of things, to you know lessen the, the, the kind of the pile that we have in our closets, and, which I used to be one of those people for sure that had way too much stuff and didn't need any of it. And now I have like a half full closet and I absolutely love it. Um, so just being mindful, tags, responsibly letting things go, and then now moving forward, purchases that you do make, being mindful of the brand, where the clothing is made, what it is made of. Um, there is nothing wrong with having, I have polyester in my closet. I have bought a polyester outfit in the past two years. And I, because I also like decide to weigh things, I will I get use out of it. Will I wear the wear the crap out of it? Am I supporting a small brand that is making effort? 
So, you know, it's not perfection. I am fortunate to have started my brand at a certain level, but there's so many brands out there that are trying to make an effort to change their practices, both on the labor side and the environmental side. Um, and supporting local, made in Canada, made in the US, um, you more so you can tell brands, if brands are talking about ethical and sustainable practices on their website, that's typically a good sign. Yes, there's greenwashing out there, but if they say that they partner with organizations like the Fashion Revolution, like Blue Sign Technologies, which is the, um, it's a Swedish um, organization that oversees like helping people be as sustainable as possible and reduce toxins in their entire uh, manufacturing process. And there's, there's tons of labels that do partner with them. Um, the FASHDEX, or what's it called? Um, the Sustainable Apparel, Apparel Coalition, SAC, C-S-A-C, is another one. Um, so just looking, just being curious. I always tell people, like, don't look at it as work, but be curious. I mean, ultimately, our clothes are our chosen skin. Unless you walk around naked, you are wearing fashion. You are wearing clothing, and fashion as what it started as years and years and years ago was natural fibers, was an expression of creativity, of culture, and we've gotten so lost in so many things in the past. You know, even me, myself, I've always loved secondhand and I've always loved being thrifty and creative with my clothes, very tomboy style. Um, but at the same time, I've even gotten caught up and even this time of year, especially because it's winter, I also give a tip that just be extra mindful during these very high consumption and consumerism times. So we got Black Friday, we got the holidays, we got Christmas, we got Boxing Day, we got New Year's sales, we got fitness challenges, and we want to have an awesome new outfit to wear. But take the time, remember that giving our time and our presence to people is ultimately what's most important. So knowing that we don't need to take advantage of all of these clearances and sales and blowouts, especially to brands that truly make the effort to be as sustainable and ethical as possible, we can't afford to have clearances or sales. Like we keep our price points as low as possible to make it accessible, but also so the business can be sustainable. So buying less, choosing well, choosing quality over quantity, and knowing that there is people behind the brands that you buy from. So it's really special and you and people, women, people, men, everyone will really find that if you love what you have, you will wear it, you will appreciate it, and it really puts more ease to our bodies, our minds, our spirits when we feel good about what we have. So I don't ever recommend throwing everything away and starting over. That is something very unique that I had to go through, but even when I was going through that, what was interesting was we had to do, like most people think, oh man, like you got to start over. It actually didn't happen that way. I lost everything. People were donating things to me like crazy, which was great. And I would kind of pick and choose 
but I accumulated so much stuff and that year being displaced from a natural disaster because we had to do a lot of impulse buying in that year and we also were not financially secure we were experiencing financial hardship and we weren't we didn't know if we were going to get any insurance money so we were buying fast fashion and i had and i had no idea i we were in a chaotic fight or flight situation and i but what we did get back to our home about a year later was when i was like oh my god how did we accumulate all this stuff again and that was what was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I cannot live like this. And it would give me anxiety. So just know that, yeah, it wasn't that, oh, I started fresh so I could consciously choose from the very beginning after, you know, I lost my entire home. It was really a conscious decision of I'm going to let go of these this way. I'm going to mend and continue to wear this because I like it. I like how it feels. I like how it looks. So I'm going to continue with it. Or I'm, I would like to add this piece to my wardrobe. So it's just being more mindful, being more conscious, and just being curious. Ask questions to brands. Uh, if, if brands aren't disclosing on their website the background of their clothing, that's kind of a red flag. But ask. Ask questions. Where was this made? Um, the fashion revolution every week on the anniversary of the of the disaster that happened in 2013 We have a week of events and we are going to have another week of events in uh, April 2019 I'm on the committee for it. We had our first series of events this year and they went wonderfully They were a huge success. So we are going to do it um, again Hopefully annually every year and and so fashionrevolution.org is, is a good place to start because you can just get a bunch of resources links and then there's great um there's also great websites and apps like um good on you um the good trade um and they and there's there's companies that are researching and helping create ratings for for companies that are making all these efforts and changes and yeah and just read websites too if you if you've been purchasing from a brand for a long time We'll check out a little bit more about the brand and if you want to continue buying from them and you love them great um, but then you at least know okay I can feel good about this or can I find something um, to replace it you know and there the answer is you can always find something something um, that is made ethically and sustainably to replace what you what you were looking for right I know it's a lot of tips <laughs> It's a lot. It's all good. <laughs> I'll link all the things that you said below so people can just go through and click. Sweet. Yeah, it just takes a little bit of effort. All you're saying really is to put a little bit of effort into... Just be conscious. Be mindful. Yeah. 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 Uh, so what is next for Nourish Sweat Soul? What is next? Um, well, just launched the Celestial Collection earlier this month, so... This year is really just, I'm, we're starting marketing. There we go. That's what's next. Um, I haven't really done, I've, we've done like a little baby bit of like social media marketing. Um, not really though, like two campaigns um, in the past six months. So we are going to start some, um, some marketing online and, and digital marketing. And um, I really do want to create uh, more um, content for people to learn more about ethical and sustainable fashion and just sustainable living in general. Something on my sites for 2019 is um, on my journey to live 
to live more to live as sustainably as possible it's not just clothing right so it's it's everything in your life that we could be reducing our waste reducing our plastic use so I have on my sites and it's already kind of being developed and played with to offer a lifestyle side to Nourish Sweat Soul. So there would always be an apparel side, um, hopefully in the future for men as well. That's something I get asked a lot. Um, but for right now, we know women can help influence the men. So we're like, okay, we start with the women, we start with the babes, and and then I would also like to be able to offer lifestyle things. And that might mean um, reusable cutlery. Um, that might mean your market bags, your produce bags. So there's there's a project on the go to launch next year to offer um, lifestyle off items um, that are things that you can have and use to reduce um, your carbon footprint on the world. So that's something I'm working on. Obviously going to start working on the next collection already. Um, I don't necessarily go with the seasons, so I mean, yes, I'll launch it sometime, you know, in the split, probably late spring, the next collection, but um, I really want to, at the end of this year and in January, really just take a look at uh, 2018 and, and be proud of the success and be, be proud of what's been created so far, but also make tweaks um, for the evolution of the brand moving forward. That's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, so where can everyone find you online? So you can find Nourish Sweat Soul um, is nourishsweatsoul.com. It doesn't fall off the tongue very Instagram is just at nourishsweatsoul. Um, I am, my handle is K-I-L-B. Well, thank you so much for sharing. It was very informative. I was like listening. I'm like, oh god, I should go through this. <laughs> it helped that I was writing a blog this week too, and it's all in, the, all in my head right now. <laughs> no, well, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.